Let's talk to interesting people. Let's talk about the process of seeing things differently. Let's talk about the craft of molding truth and fiction together to arrive at something new and exciting. And let's have fun while doing it. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast. We are the show that delves deep into the minds of creative people and finds out where all that creativity comes from. I'm your host, Patrick Boggs. Across the plains of space and time is my co-pilot for this journey, Norbert Yates. How's it going tonight, Norbert? It's going fine. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Um, we have a really good guest tonight. We have the pleasure of interviewing podcaster Christian Graham from the Hi. Conversations with Christian show. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Christian, thanks for coming on. Tell us about what you tell us about your podcast, The Conversations with Christy. Right. Well, it kind of started more so as a hobby. I was talking to my friends and I was like, you know what? I need something to do outside of work and school and all that good stuff. And I was like, well, the only thing I'm good at is talking. So here we are. I started off. um, I had one guest on the show and a lot of people liked the format that I use. So I just kept having more and more people on the show. And eventually me and my PR manager were just like, you know what, what if we turned this into a potential talk show? Because it seemed like every episode, every time I turned around, somebody wanted to be interviewed because I pretty much cater to everybody. So like if, if you're starting a business and you want to get that out there, or if you just want to, just want to promote yourself and a lot of people surprisingly like that concept so I was after a while I was just like you know what this is turning less of like a podcast so to say and I feel like it's more of a, a talk show um so hopefully by the end of this year or the end of next year that will that will actually happen so oh very cool mm-hmm do you mean like with video? Is that what you're wanting to do? Yeah. Or is that yeah. what you do now? Um, well, right now I just use audio because I'm so I'm self-taught. So I don't really know how to do all the fancy stuff yet. But I am hoping in the future I can start getting my stuff more on YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. So that way, way I can have multiple forms of media. So do you have a co-host or do you ever think about having a co-host right now it's just right now it's just me i have but i also have not just because i have so many people coming on the show at a time and is i have a different variety of people on the show every day so it hasn't been difficult to run at all um i think if it was just something like if i was just talking by myself then maybe i would need a co-host but Honestly, as a, as we move forward, then maybe depending on how depending on how successful it is, I guess. Sure, absolutely. What other podcast do you like to listen to? Murder mysteries. Ah, murder mysteries, man. And there's this one podcaster. He actually started out with a YouTube YouTube channel, and he does like a bunch of like origin stories, like a origin stories of old Disney movies covering like Brothers Grimm, The Conjuring, the original story. I forgot what his 
what his real name was, but it's like Sleepy Hollow Podcast, I think is what it's called. And I have been listening to those and it's just been it's just been interesting because normally when I listen to podcasts, I like listening to I wanna say like trap like travel podcasts. Lately, since I've been starting school, I've been mostly listening to science stuff. <laughs> <laughs> science stuff, music. Yeah, a lot of variety, but mostly conspiracy, true crime, mystery, that type of stuff. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is actually, uh, believe it or not, it is a paranormal podcast. I just... That too. Those are a lot mm-hmm. of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as you, as you think about your talk show, is there... Is there talk shows that you like to watch either now or when you was younger that resonate with you or this is this just something cheesy. that <laughs> it's going to sound cheesy, but when I was younger, Oprah was always my, I always admired her, not necessarily, maybe not necessarily her herself, but just how she jerked having a pot, having a um, talk show and then writing a book and then making a career out of it. Ellen, the generous, the view, the talk, shows like that. So, as you're, I'm always fascinated by a couple things. It's like when you come out of, I mean, when you're wanting to do uh, something like this, what is you, what do you think that your your audience is? Is there somebody that you say, I primarily want to appeal to this group, or I like for us, we we're we, we want to appeal to people of a creative bent or people that are interested in that primarily. If somebody else mm-hmm. likes it, that's great. But that's who we think are, you know, we think of, okay, would, would you know, w- right. when they listen to this podcast, will they get something out of it if you're of a creative mindset? And right. so that's our first thing that we think about. Do you, have you thought about that as you're thinking about who is it did you want to appeal to? Well, honestly, like I said in the beginning, it started off as a hobby, so I really didn't pay attention to that. But as I started to make more episodes, I looked at my statistics one day, and surprisingly, a lot of my viewers came from women my age. And I noticed I got, when I talked about talk about dark subjects with known doctors or when I interview celebrities, those that's when I get the most views. And they're always either from one young woman my age or young men my age. So like I wanna I wanna say maybe the millennial group, I don't know, Gen Z maybe. So yeah. so okay, so so now you so obviously you appeal to, you know, like you're you're doing something that's within your sort of age group. Do you think about when you say, okay, I'm gonna make a podcast and I want to talk to this person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you primarily think, okay, is this going to be something somebody wants to listen to? Or do you think when I get done with this, this is something that I want to listen to? Right. Well, obviously that's something that I have to think about, especially depending on the person that I'm interviewing. For example, I interviewed a median a couple of weeks ago. And I pretty much had to rearrange the way that I say things because I came to the realization, I'm like, hey, I might have a completely different audience for this episode 
than my normal episodes. So I pretty much go about it depending on who I'm interviewing. Like when I interview Larry Hampton, a lot of people might um, know him from Breaking Bad. So I was able to talk to him in a more laid back manner, you know, that a lot of people my age might be able to relate to. It just depends on who I'm interviewing with at the time and what the subject is. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, obviously you're of a younger demographic than mm-hmm. Pat and I are. Do you, like when you interview somebody older, do you think you're just like, I mean, are we kind of like aliens at this point? You <laughs> <No>. know, uh, <laughs> I view everybody, I view everybody the same. <laughs> If the conversation is good, I just treat I just treat everybody the same. So <laughs> I think the oldest person that I spoke with, you know what? That might have been Larry. <laughs> I think Larry's in his nineties, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cool yeah. dude. I like to, I like talking to him. He really sarcastic, but he's he's a really friendly guy. But when you hear his story and how he worked through his disability on the shows that he did it makes you look at the all the series and stuff that he did in a different light. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. What was it? I heard this idea, and I don't know if this is this is that people ought, ought to all think about their what's called talent stacks. And the more talent stacks that you can put together, the more you bring something to the table and the more valuable you can be. Like, for example, let's say... I can do, I can draw and I can also talk to somebody and then I can also do higher math. There may be some, some confluence of things that I could do that would maximize that and makes me more of a, a unique person. Or, and I think of that in terms of bringing it to a, to a conversation. The more you know about different things, the more interesting you can be to people and you can have conversations in different ways. Do you think, especially as you're, you know, getting started in this, do you think about those sort of things like trying to add your knowledge base in different ways so that you bring more to the conversational table? Exactly. Um, There has been, like, especially when I did my paranormal activity shows, I knew nothing about that. So I literally had to research different different topics I could talk about. When I had my meetings on there, I researched like appropriate questions to ask. When I interviewed Larry, I had to refresh my memory on what he did, his different roles, that type of stuff. So there, there has been, and there has been some people, I interviewed a politician a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I'm pretty well rounded on politics so this one i don't necessarily have to research i can kind of wing it (laughs) but for the most part if it's something that i normally don't deal with every day then yes the night before i will attempt to research it that way i can ask questions that they will be able to answer and then sometimes even before the episode i will personally ask them myself like is there something that you're really passionate about that you want to talk about or if there's something that's like completely off limit do you practice on people do you like i'm kind of i pat's much more of a uh a more extroverted person he loves being around people i uh i'm less so to Mm -hmm. be charitable do you find that 
like, for example, I'm always inquisitive about certain things on people. And so I love talking to them. And so when we kind of brought this, this into a podcast, you know, some of the transition was pretty easy because some of the things that I naturally are interested about people, I remember right. talking to somebody and they go, are you interviewing me? <laughs> no, but uh, I'm just curious. Do you, right. or do you do that in your or do you sh- or is that a persona that you put on when you talk to people? Not really because of my profession I talk to people every day so it's nothing it's nothing new but like for my show I typically just base it off as like a free script conversation because I notice that with the type of people I have on there they feel more comfortable with me if I just talk to them regularly and they don't feel like they're in in an interview because a lot of them have never been on camera or anything like that before. So if it's a person that I know that doesn't have experience with this, then I'll just, I'll just have like a casual conversation with them. I'll still ask them the questions that I want answered, but it's not in an interview style. It's more so like I'm talking to a friend. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. So when you started podcasting, I'm, and it was with with us as well, when I started podcasting, I, I there were certain things that I felt that would be easy for me and uh, some things I felt might be harder, but every night, but there were some surprises. What Do you have any, uh, what is the hardest thing about being a podcaster for you that it was something you didn't think about beforehand? Actually, learning the ins and outs of it. And I mean like the technology part. I pretty much had to teach myself how to edit which which websites, the websites that you can put your show on and that can distribute it to different networks. I pretty much had to learn myself which ones were legitimate and which were, were scammed. And honestly, that was the hardest part for me because I had a lot of people that was interested in the show before. So network, the networking part was easy for me. It was more so of understanding the technology. Sure. Yeah. So uh, let's get a little techie. Um, What do you edit on? I just use, I just use my computer. (laughs) Sure. I use, I do zoom and I download it from there and then I edit it on anchor. Oh, okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Simple to the point. You know, the simplest is the better, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Now, if I can figure out how to do, like, the fancy stuff, then yes. But for right now. (laughs) What's been your best episode? What do you, and when you're, okay, what do you think is the, the episode that you're most proud of so far? The Paranormal Activity one. That was the one that I got the most views from. And because it made me open my eyes a little bit to different, to different careers, different beliefs that people have. And it, it was just, it was just a really, it was just a really great show. I don't know if you ever heard of them, Paranormal 222, um, with Joe and Jen. They are not Ghostbusters, but they, they ghost hunt, basically. And what they do is they work with they work with doctors, they work with zoologists, and they pretty much go around to known areas that have had paranormal activity, and they do the research themselves, and then they put the research on the podcast. 
on their podcast and they made a show out of it. And they also go to like different conventions doing, doing that. So that I had them on my show and I didn't realize that a lot of people were into that type of stuff. So after I had him on the show, it kind of opened the door for a more variety of different people because I've been able to interview medians. I've been able to interview, you know, Wiccans, people who are into spirituality, just so that one, I would say probably has to be my favorite just because I was able to network off of it just for being open-minded. That sounds, uh, that sounds awesome. And I, you know, I, I, I find it very fat. I find that stuff very fascinating. So, uh, I'll have to check out that interview. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't under, I don't see how y'all can deal with that. <laughs> like, I'm still, I'm still like, I like horror movies and stuff, but to be dealing with that type of stuff 24 seven and to not have it mess with your mental health, I don't see how they do it. <laughs> you've, you've interviewed a few people now, but who's the one person that you would, who's like the, your, your, uh, the, the one in person that you'd really love to interview and when why? The one person that I would really love to interview, that is a hard one. Dead or alive? Your choice. <laughs> We're talking paranormal, um, so we, you know, maybe get a get a medium there to, you know, broker the so deal. So have you ever seen the Have you ever seen the Conjuring? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to answer. I forgot what her name was. The last The last living sister. From that, I would love to interview her. Oh, wow. Because she is still alive, and the real story behind that is amazing. And I would, between either between her or the, or the, um, what's the couple's name? I forgot. Um, um, the ones that go actually went in the house and performed the exorcism. The Warrens. The Warrens. Yeah. Yes, either her or the Warrens. Most definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, basically, really, I mean, we we read anything that the Warrens put out, um, and we also there was another guy named Hans Holscher, who was a mm-hmm. ghost hunter, and uh, he had some amazing things. I, you know, since went on to different pursuits, but I, I mean, when I was a kid, that was a uh, those people, the Warrens and uh, mm-hmm. and Hans Holscher were the big big news for me. Plus, uh. Leonard Nimoy uh, doing In Search Of. I'm sure that's way before your time, but it was a lot of fun. (laughs) A lot of fun, though. But yeah, if I could interview those two, even if I could interview the director from one of those movies, I would be set. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to interview James Wan. That'd that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you ever ever think about where where you would like cuz it's obvious to me that you the uh, paranormal part really really um is a a huge interest of you do you do you ever set goals for yourself like boy I would I, I think in 5 years I'd like to be doing this or 10 years I'd like to be doing that or do you not think that far ahead um well right now the my main goal is to graduate college in one piece but obviously, aside from that, I would like this to pretend, potentially go further. Like right now, we're trying to see how we can turn this into like a virtual talk show type of thing. Um, and I would also potentially like to write a book based on my podcast because, like I said, I interview a lot of interesting people. So I feel like 
maybe putting putting it all down in a book will be interesting to do too. Yeah, that would be very cool. Okay, so on on that fact, you 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 talked a little bit about Oprah. You talked a little bit about the paranormal. What like do you? Because we well, when I think about like what we're doing, I think about you know like we. I think we we have backgrounds in creative you know in creative fields and so we're we're kind of we're well versed with kind of the language of creatives and Mm -hmm. it's something that we're you know we have a little affinity for and uh we've both done some work in video so we know how to talk to people and we and it's something that you know we have a skill set and obviously as we do this we find little things that we can um, you know, improve upon. And our producer, Clem, uh, is always beating us on what we've done <laughs> wrong. And so it's, you know, we've, we've, we feel the pressure, but, but, um, what, what do you think right now is your strongest attribute in, in, in doing your podcast and which one, which attribute do you want to work on and improve upon? Well, I can honestly say right now I can improve upon time management. <laughs> Um, but I, because I have gotten to the point where I need to learn how to like space out my commitments because I will look at my calendar and I'll be like, oh yeah, this doesn't seem that bad. And then next thing I know, I'll be completely booked up for the rest of the month. So that's the main thing that I'm working on for myself, time management and organization. Um, but as far as my strength. The fact that I'm pretty much able to have a conversation with anybody, I think, is a big advantage. Also, the fact that I'm pretty much open to any to anything, um, just as long as it's not like offense, openly offensive. I I honestly don't don't mind. I have spoken about plenty of different topics with a lot of different people. Um, so I think in the long run, that will be better for me, you know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think, uh, one thing you have to remember, uh, you're a student time management is going to be the toughest thing in the world anyway. They, yeah. They, you, know, t- <laughs> <laughs> you know, time is rough when you're a student. Yeah. Now I wanted to ask you, so when, you know, we've been podcasting for a little while, you know, um, and we talk to people about it and, you know, people come up with us and say, oh, you're, you know, you're this or that. And they have these, these myths about podcasters that I think is, they're kind of funny, but have you, have you run into any, uh, what would you call the, what was the biggest myth anybody would think about your podcast or has anybody come up and, and, and had any kind of, uh, you know, Hey, you're like this or that. And it's just kind of ludicrous. Well, I haven't. A lot of my listeners live outside of the state that I'm in. So I haven't actually ran into anybody that listens to me, but a lot of people that I have interviewed have come up with basically thinking that I'm like, got my, got my whole life together. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, I literally just record this from my camera. I'm not anything special yet, but thank you. (laughs) And then the other one that I've heard is like, you must be very sociable in person because of all the people that you talk to on the show. And I also am like, honestly, I'm very introverted 
in real life, it's actually easier for me to make friends on the internet, surprisingly. So, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different world uh, on the, on this side of the mic, isn't it? Yep. Because I'm like on the internet, if you don't like something somebody says, you can easily just block them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in real absolutely. life, you actually have to deal with it. So, <laughs> so one thing I love about doing a podcast is I'm learning something all the time. I, I Every every time we have a podcast, I learn something. And it's just so fascinating talking to people. What would what, What's the biggest thing you've learned while you've been a podcaster? Oh, um, it has to be the different cultures that I was able to learn about. I interviewed somebody from Australia, and she was able to talk to me about the healthcare system down there, different beliefs, how like even down to their wedding beliefs and the differences between American cultures and what we expect from women versus down there. So it's like talking to people from third world countries and getting their point of view of things has literally put things into perspective for me. Like maybe things aren't so bad and I'm just being dramatic. (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't know if Australia would be a, appreciate being called a third world country, but yeah, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't just Australia. Not to mention, I interviewed somebody from India too. So, oh wow, yeah, like a lot of a lot of my following are people from all over the world. Not even necessarily in the U.S. I think I only have a few people that um, actually listen to me in the U.S. as of recently, but. Like I said, those people that I've interviewed in the different countries, including Australia, they had larger followings than me. So when I went on their show, I was able to expose myself to that. And that's kind of how that came afoot. Oh, that's that's really great. I, that's uh, that's nice when it's organic like that, that you uh, mm-hmm. you get listeners of that way. I think it's very cool. Yeah. Even though I'll never. Well, I'm not going to say never. Um I don't actually see them. I know that they're listening. Sure, sure. I think that's uh, the one thing I would love to hear more is feedback from our listeners. Because, uh, you know, we just, you don't always get to, you don't always, you're kind of like on a, in a way, you're almost like on a phone call. You don't hear the other person. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you're in college now. Is there Mm -hmm. any part of you that was, you said you was shy and retiring. Did you work in either AV or uh, do anything in performance before you got to I this? I did. I did. I was a theater kid. Ah, ah okay. that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> there we go. Did West Side, West Side Story, Hairspray, all that good stuff. High School Musical Ooh. 1, 2, and 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very cool. So, was, was, so what did you do in uh, those plays? I mostly stayed in the back because I was like, I needed it for the credit, but I didn't necessarily want to be in the limelight. (laughs) So I was either always in ensemble or I helped with the tech stuff. One of the things that you said that was kind of interesting, like you want to take it into a virtual uh, talk show, and that's what made me wonder if you had done, at least you'd been involved with performance Mm -hmm. You know, the the fact that you go from being a voice, there's a certain amount of anonymity to that. Right. But once you go into video and people see your faces, then you become a known quantity. 
Right. Do you think about that? Is that something yeah, that makes you anxious or yeah. you're eager to do that or? Well, that's kind of why I wanted to do it because I wanted to put myself out there, kind of break away from my shyness a little bit. And the only way that I'm going to do that is if I actually start filming myself. So, <laughs> so it's, it is something that I was thinking about, but at the same time, it's also something that I'm going to have to deal with. So what do your p- parents think of your podcast mm. or your family? My family is, they're supportive. They're really supportive. As long as I can deal, handle the um, workload, they're good. <laughs> um, my boyfriend was actually the one that suggested the podcast thing oh. to me, and then I ended up actually liking it. So, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So do, yeah. you, do you feel like, uh, do you, I know you said you were shy and kind of reserved. Do you feel like uh, the podcast has changed any of that? Or do you just feel that it's it's your more open online and uh, on the podcast? It has helped, especially when I have to give like speeches in class and whatnot. I have noticed I don't have that anxiety of speaking in front of people as much. I just treat it like I would do it online. Yeah, it. I really didn't think about it until just now but yeah <laughs> it actually has made public speaking in general a lot easier for me oh very good well that's um we won't charge you for this therapy <laughs> session <laughs> we're just missing the couch that's right that's right <laughs> well i don't want to take up all your time tonight but i did want i've got another question for you here um okay i, I always want to know um when we talk to people I always feel like what I'd like to know is what what didn't I ask them that they might wanted to be asked. Is there any questions that you want to answer that we didn't ask you? And you know my mind would draw a huge blank right now. <laughs> That's what we do. We put them on the spot. Was we that thorough? Damn, we're good, Norbert. I this was yes. actually... This, um, maybe questions about the weather. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what's the weather like where you're at? It doesn't know what it wants to do. One minute it's about to snow, the next minute you can go to the beach. So I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're in the Midwest if you didn't say that I'm, beach remark. I'm actually in the mountains. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but I'm in Roanoke, Virginia. So it's, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like in between mountain, mountain weather and beach weather because you're like technically only an hour away from it. So... I don't know. Yesterday it was like 40 degrees and then today it was like 75. So I don't know if it's fall or winter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, always find it interesting. uh, Speaking of paranormal, uh, Mm -hmm. I always find it interesting about the lost, is it the lost tribe of Roanoke or the lost um, group of Roanoke where they, they left them there. And when they came back it, uh, there was just all the people were gone. And there was yeah. something scrawled and on the tree. Another, there's another one, too. I don't know. Do you know who Patrick Henry is? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. is a hotel that is believed to be haunted because the area that I am used to be plantation. So they think the, the story around here is that the Patrick Henry Hotel used to be his house when they reconstructed it. And they think that it's haunted because of all the slaves that like possibly died there. Ooh, so, spooky. yeah, I don't go downtown by my unless I absolutely have to. Because if you 
if you ever come to Roanoke, it literally looks like it's still like vintage. Still, <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a modern downtown. I don't know how to describe it, but you can just tell that some, <laughs> that some weird stuff has happened. <laughs> well, that- like there's just, there's just certain places downtown that I will not go to. <laughs> There are a lot of that area is just so uh, mired in history, and, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, and usually when there's history, there's ghosts. So Dad, exactly. Let me ask. I looked up even my house by itself. My house was a plantation house. Oh my the gosh! The house that really? I'm in right now. Yeah. So I'm like, you. We never know what we could. <laughs> is it haunted? I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I thought about asking. Joe and Jen, if they can like, if they can like <laughs> do whatever they do. Oh yeah. But, Cause I'm not going to lie to you. We have a basement. Like our house is like, it has an upstairs, downstairs and the basement. The basement is really creepy, but it's where we do all of our laundry. I don't go in there after dark. So honestly, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't know. I am not going to rule that. I'm not going to rule that out to be honest with you. <laughs> But it doesn't sound like you're going to go investigate. So no, absolutely not. And let and if I see something moving, this whole house is just going to the ghost can have the house at this point. Very good. <laughs> well, Kristen, it's been a great uh, time talking to you. Can you uh, where can our audience uh, find out more about you and your podcast? Sure. So I do post a lot on Instagram. I actually have two. My main pages. Underscore at wait a second. <laughs> my backup page is Conversations with Christy Podcast, and my main page um, is underscore S O S O Christy underscore. That's right. <laughs> Very and good. I normally and I normally post uh, my podcast stuff on there. That's my main source of social media. I'm actually pretty bad at social media, actually, but yeah, that's pretty much where they can find me and also my facebook kristen graham i'm actually working on getting another page specifically for the podcast so so i, I just want to tell the listeners it's kristen with a c c r i s t i n graham as mm-hmm. in graham cracker so. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the number one thing i would hear all the time growing up graham cracker graham cracker yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a lot of fun talking tonight, and uh, you have a great evening, and good luck with the schoolwork. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. No problem. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us on the True Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please visit us at Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay true and stay creative.